0: How's that? Yep, Ripper, thanks. Or a couple little housekeeping things. Nathan, that's, there's a song that we sung before, it's called It Is Well. If you would just have that primed, ready to go, because I want to use that later. If I forget, you better remind me, yell. Um, and I also want to just reiterate what Kirk said right near the end. There's nothing miraculous about us getting air conditioning in time. The miracle that is in that is when human beings cooperate. That is a miracle because as a result of our rebellion and our individual nature, we decided to separate and break up and fight. But then people cooperate. There's the miracle. But getting this done means that some people have given up their money, some people are given time to pray, some people have, you know, like... There's stuff going on in other people's lives where one guy says, like Sean, remember, told us the story about one guy said, here, take these units that we were going to use for this other building and give them to the church. Like, that's beautiful. That's generosity. That's the, that's the spirit that's in every human being that this particular person or these people decide that they're going to live from that place. So in a way, that's kind of a miracle. Well, a miracle is when the laws of physics are affected, by a power who invented those laws of physics, right? We can cooperate and we give glory to God and we bring great, you know, enthusiasm. Enthusiasm is a spirit inspired, enthused into something. We can bring that. But this is just gold. Anyway, that doesn't count. I'm starting my timer again. It's important because it's good to feel good about doing good isn't it it's good to feel good when a plan comes together when our plans that we might have prayed through and God's inspired into us but then through our putting our shoulder to it and as a community of people this is what's so beautiful and gives glory to the Lord is that a group of people would unite with one another in community there's 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 unity combined I don't know if that's how the word come together, John. You could tell me, but anyway. There's community, there's community that cooperates and comes together and makes something good happen. That is beautiful. All right, but let's kick back to, I want to look at uh, where it all started. So we, this is the second part of a two-part kind of focus that we, we wanted to pay attention to something that the Lord very clearly gave a prophetic word About the dragonfly, and if you—I'm not going to dwell on that too much now because I don't want to. That's been done. But this prophetic word that we wanted to put our ears to, and then consider and pray through, and work on and go—what does that mean? That's significant. Now let's let let's see the kingdom come, inspired by that word, to see what's going to happen. Dave talked a lot about that last week, and if you want to connect into and probably bring some context to today's talk, then look at last week's. Uh, But for today, I'd like to start by going right back to the start. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. I don't have any slides, so get your little app out or pay attention as hard as you can. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. There's the start. This is where our word comes from. We all know that first verse, don't we? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It's kind of a statement of this is it, And then it goes to that next level, describing the beginning, describing how it happened. The earth is formless. Now, in some, it's a concept of chaos. Waters hovering over the waters, right? This is so significant, verse 2, which we don't often remember, but the, the earth is formless, it's empty, and there is darkness. And the Spirit of God is hovering over that chaos over the waters the waters are a symbol of chaos it's just mess you've been out on the ocean anyone been out on the ocean and just been it's it's a it's chaotic and the spirit of God is hovering over it that's significant that's significant to dwell on to think on and in verse then verse three I think and God said, and God said, another really significant. There's, there's about three weeks of messages in these couple of verses. I don't want to get carried away here, but, and God said, the Spirit is there. This is a beautiful, it's a beautiful picture of the Christian doctrine of the Trinity all being present at the very beginning. At the very beginning. That's very significant in the centuries to come when Jesus did not have a start. He was there in the beginning, and the Spirit of God is there, and then God says, God spoke, and He said, let there be light. And God said, let let there be light, and there was light. Because God said it, it happens. As soon as He said it, it happens. There's nothing that resists that, no chaos, no waters, no no power can resist the speaking of God but once he says it it happens and there was light God saw that the light was good and the, and he separated the light from the darkness So the light is good and he separates it from darkness what does that say about the darkness The darkness is not good We're not going to say the darkness is bad The darkness is not good there's chaos. God decides, he speaks, and the result, the, the natural result of God speaking is light, is order, is goodness. And then the natural consequence of that is that there's a separation of light and darkness. Very significant. I'm going to read that again. Think it through. Genesis 1 1 to 3 will have application in our lives every single day. So let's really just sit on it a moment. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. I always feel like I've got to yell that because I feel like that's what happened. It was like, boom. Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. How will Genesis 1, 1 to 3 find expression in your life this week and next week? How will Genesis 1, 1 to 3 shift us In our lives today, look for it. The Spirit of God hovering over our chaos. Who carries chaos? The Spirit of God is hovering. My favorite writer, John. Let's go to John chapter 1, verse 1. Genesis 1, 1 to 5. Pin that one. Now look at John 1, 1 to 5. No, let's wait a moment. In the beginning was the word. The Greeks used this before they even knew the Bible. The reason John writes this, he uses a Greek word here. It's the word, who can tell me? Logos. Mick had it. If you didn't know, he said logos. No, no, I'm just messing. The word Logos. (laughs) I love paying out on the Irish, my mate. It's because I wish I was. <laughs> so the Greeks had this concept of the word, and it's the word logos, L-O-G-O-S, and they used this term to almost try and describe that which is indescribable, that which cannot be contained in a, in a concept, that, that principle, that foundational principle of what is that cannot, like there's no words in any language to, to, to grasp the principle of being as a foundation for everything that is. The Greeks, in their philosophizing and thinking it through and, and after, you know, decades and centuries of, of thought, come up with this concept of logos, the word, there is a principle Man, there's another week of messages and the concept of logos, but the Greeks use this word, the logos, it's the it's and interpreted as word. And John writing in that context, centuries after, millennia later, is saying the word was in the beginning. But but quite revolutionary. John applies that term, that foundational principle, the, the, the one that, the thing, this principle, this spirit that we cannot contain, it's a he, it's a him, it's a, be, it's a person. And he was with God in the beginning. God's untouchable, God's unknowable in, the, in, the, in that sense. He's unknowable, but what John is saying is, no, God is knowable, the way that we can know this this foundational principle of speech that brought order and light into darkness, that brought light into darkness, order into chaos, the very thing that started all the the beauty was, was in the beginning with God and He is God. It is God speaking and then out of God, out of that speech, out of that word comes All that we have. Jesus, he he puts a name to him soon, but the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And then he says this, and without him, he personifies this concept. He personifies, without him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made every single thing comes through the word, the logos. And in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind, light. And the light has shone in the darkness, and the darkness has not understood it, or the darkness has not comprehended it, or the darkness cannot contain it, the darkness cannot resist it. That's what John's trying to say here, is the darkness is repulsed and repelled. It's it's, It cannot coexist and just like in the very very beginning where god the first act after speaking is a separation of light and darkness it's like the almighty defines the terms of all reality from that point that first division it's good division is good in this concept in this thing because he defines the terms for the neck for the rest of ever there will be separation between light and darkness. There is separation between knowledge and ignorance. Logos, is, knowledge is caught up in that term, Logos. There is a separation of good and not good. The light and the darkness are separated. Light, you're over there. Darkness, you're over there. And we know he called darkness night and light day. And, and Yes, but, but the, 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 the concept is that there's a separation of light and darkness a separation of knowledge and ignorance and that life was the light of all mankind isn't that beautiful it's very heavy very very heavy my invitation and god's invitation is that we would dwell on that and that we wouldn't we wouldn't lose that idea of god separating the light and the darkness very important because that life was the light of men. John goes on to describe this is Jesus. And Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And we can read all about Jesus' life. But I want to tell you a couple of stories because I want to get this grounded. I'm going to jump over a whole bunch of amazing stuff because you can sort that out with the Lord in your own mind. But just think about the concept of the spirit hovering over chaos. Chaos is always amongst us. As soon as, they, as soon as they used that fruit, as soon as they disobeyed God, chaos was, had another place in the world again. And the, the, the rest of the story of time, and specifically humanity, and all of creation has been just a story of light and darkness in a wrestle. And when there's a beautiful, there's the wrestle, I've come to really like that, um, the Taoist idea of the yin and yang, not everything. I'm not swallowing everything of it, but I love that. You know that symbol, the, the white and the dark, and then there's a little bit of light in dark? I, I kind of like that idea. That's a picture for me of reality. That's the, there's, a, there's a wrestle there. I'm not swallowing everything of that because there's a mess and it's not, not right like a lot of things. There's a little bit of truth and good in, in a lot of religious beliefs and that sort of thing, but there's a lot of stuff you want to spit out. But this idea that light and darkness now are in a wrestle welcome to living right there is chaos but the spirit of god is over it he's not part of it he's separated he's hovering this is what's going on in our life the lord is in us the holy spirit as believers is in us but there's also a hovering over there's a watching of what's going on and the lord then speaks boom there's order in the chaos so this one particular day, Jesus, who's trying to make it pretty clear, although he's hiding the truth in all of his stories and his weird kind of ways of talking. He's not easy to understand. He was just on a next level of talking with these parables and the like. But this day, Jesus is walking along, just doing his thing. And he's, I don't know what he was doing. There's crowds all around him. And he's wandering along. And as he's coming along, he notices, he looks up in a tree. Something catches his eye in this tree. And it's a bloke up in the tree. You know the story of Zacchaeus. So imagine, just think about that. He's walking along, there's crowds, it's a mess. Like he's famous, it's just all chaos all around him would have been chaotic everyone's yelling hey jesus look this way get a selfie whatever they just want it's all on as chaos is is going on but the light of the world somehow has a sense of i guess peace self-confidence something catches his eye what draws his attention to this guy up in the tree let's face it if the if you're in the world down here jesus is not going to spot a guy up in a tree what's he looking up in a tree for no something grabs his attention it's the spirit that he is in perfect communion with that god draws his attention to this guy hidden up in the tree he knows the guy's name he has that prophetic word he speaks to the guy zacchaeus what are you doing come on down today i'm eating with you now you know the story of zacchaeus i'm not going to dwell on it but zacchaeus was a crook he, was, he, was, he had a position of power and he abused it. He was corrupt. And he had made himself wealthy off the backs of other people, stealing their money with their taxes. Oh, I'm going to leave that rabbit hole. Jesus comes to Zacchaeus' life. And as a result of that interaction, all of these people, anyone who'd been ripped off by Zacchaeus got paid back. It took their time. Could you imagine being ripped off by something the government's done? Oh, that'd just grate on you. Maybe it was years, maybe it was only weeks, but there's a lot of people who are just mm, annoyed by the decisions of that person there. Guess what? It got paid back with interest because the light came and separated the darkness the light came and spoke good and there was some transaction happened in that man's heart and he went i'm exposed i repent in fact to prove my repentance and he's not necessarily saying this but he's like i'm giving back i'm paying back i can imagine that after that zacchaeus is sitting down at his tax collector's table with a big hoard of cash behind him and saying who's next where did i rip you off Goes back in the books, finds it, there you go, paying them back. This is what happens when, when the light comes, when, the, when order comes to chaos in an individual's life. There's no telling what wonder that could mean. Where does the story of Zacchaeus and his repentance find expression in your life this week, in my life this week? This is what happens when Jesus is just wandering along All right. I want to ground it a bit more. There's the story of Jesus. What does this mean for us? How does the light... How, where is the Spirit hovering in your life? Consider, consider, where is the chaos in your life? Our faith says the Spirit is hovering with us. And it might not be the time yet order to come to that chaos. That's the tension, the color, and the pain of living in a world where we have to wait for the right time. I don't know how long the earth was formless and empty before God spoke. I don't know. But at the right time, boom, He spoke. And just like it says in John, imagine, like it's chaos. Rome's in charge of Israel. It's a mess. For centuries, and at the perfect timing, God comes and He, by His angel, speaks to Mary. Guess what? Order is coming, and there's a miracle going to happen. You're pregnant, baby. And God decided that in that way, and at that time, He spoke and order came into the chaos. So who knows how long you will dwell and sit in the chaos that's in your life or that's around us but we will until the timing is perfect. How does this ground in our life? First, there's a few ingredients, I think, if we want to see the story of not just miracles, but the miracle of light in our own darkness, or if we want to find that our own life has worth, worthwhile meaning in the world. Do we want to get to the end of... I want to get to the end of my life. I want to hit 90. 90 is a good number for me. I always said 90 because as I kept getting older, I'm like, oh, I'm not at halfway. There's still too much mess. (laughs) 70 would probably be good, but nah, 30 sucked. (laughs) I needed to work that through. Now I reckon, oh, 40... Oh, no, no, I have to cap it at 90. All right, I'm middle-aged. I'm in the middle... I'm in the second half now. All right. I don't know why I got onto that. That was off track. In my life, I want, I want to know when I get to the end that it mattered, that it had meaning, that, it's, that something happened as a result of Dave Hockey being in the earth, in the world. That's why I'm trying to follow Jesus because it's only through Jesus that real things really happen. The rest is just like a nothing, nothing, right? So I, I believe that, and what I've seen, at least I'm old enough now to reflect and see what goes on around me and go, yeah, it's true, it's all, Paul talks about it being rubbish. But I want to make sure our life matters. So that's why I follow Jesus, because His life changed the world. So, and He's invited me, He's invited us to join with Him. So how do we do it? How do we make a difference, a real visceral difference in the world? How do we do that? Well, I think the first step is of being willing to cooperate. How are we 70% towards our goal of the air conditioning? Because some people have moved in their will to cooperate with a common mission. Boom, there's some cash. Yes, we're going to pray, whatever it is, but it requires our will to cooperate with what God is doing. We trust the concept of the dragonfly that hovers. We don't need to see everything that's going on, but the dragonfly, remember that picture, has these amazing eyes that see everything behind. It still has a blind spot. That's something else for another time. It still has a blind spot, but the dragonfly is able to nail exactly that target and then can hit that target because it sees we trust the Holy Spirit for that because, man, I am so ignorant. I can accept my ignorance. In fact, I'm happy with my ignorance. I've already got enough stuff going on in my life that will drag my attention. So it's literally a will to cooperate. God, I'm just going into the day. I'm walking into this place where I go every day and I'm just, you do your thing. Help me to see it. Help me to perceive what you're doing. Who am I speaking to today? But then I'm not going to get hung up on that. There's been times where I've gotten to the end of a day or the end of conversation. I'm like, I missed that. That was so obvious. And the Lord's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry. I got this. So first is a will to cooperate. The second is is margin in our lives. This This is the challenge that we all have. We get so busy. But the second very important ingredient is to have margin in our life, where we have space. So Jesus, think of that story of Zacchaeus. Jesus is walking along and it is just boom. There's so many things for him to do. His whole mission is about the kingdom of God and bringing it. And yet even, like there's no one in the world who's ever had a greater burden on their shoulders than that bloke. All right? The government of the world will be upon his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Emmanuel, Mighty God. You know that. Anyway, um, he's got burden such that no one else has got. And yet he had enough margin to be able to be, um, what's the word, sensitive to the Holy Spirit's drawing his attention to this guy hiding up in a tree. Think about that. So margin's important. I am too busy. I know that. That's the battle for me. There was one day, I've told this story before, I was at work, I work in a school, and I was really going along and I had to go and See, see someone, and I'm a chaplain. I'm not a teacher, but I'm in this educational environment that's highly pressured. There's never enough time, and I was walking along the handball courts between A block and and C block, and I just heard God say to me, "Slow down." Now I know that was God speaking because that was weird. But what came from that is "Slow down." I'm like, oh, and He goes, "You are not one of them." you're not a teacher you do not dance to the same beat you have to be off beat you have to be out of time out of time that's funny so slow down what he was saying was you need room and space how can you hear me if you're so flat out doing what you think is important even if it's something that i've told you to do if you haven't got margin in your in your life you can't hear me jesus had margin so We need to be willing to cooperate. We need to have room in our life to hear. I love the story of Peter. I'm not gonna tell it now. I ran out of time, but Peter was meditating on on his roof, considering when the angel came and told him to go to Cornelius's house, but he did it with a vision. Remember the vision of the animals, unclean animals? He completely revolutionized Peter's mind. And then he said, don't call unclean what God has called clean. Blew Peter's mind. But if Peter didn't have margin in his life to hear the Holy Spirit speak to him, we wouldn't be here right now. Well, we would. God had found a way. But it was it was God revolutionising Peter's mind and gave him a mission for life because he had margin. All right. The third thing is to have courage to respond. Courage to respond when we see what God is doing. Let me tell you a little story about that. You like my boots? I have, since I was a young fella loved Doc, Doc Martin boots. I've never had a pair in my life. They've always been a little bit scary. Well, the people who wear them when I was young, that was a little scary to me, but I always... Shoes are my th- I like I like shoes. Anyway... There's a store in the city that sells Doc Martens and I work in the city on a Wednesday and I've been doing that for like seven or eight years and very often, probably two or three times a month, I'm walking past that shop, I always have a little glance in because they've got cool shoes in there, right? Never, never gone into that shop. Yesterday... Karina and I are walking along and we're stro- we're strolling. We had margin. We didn't need to be anywhere. Right? It was great. I love that for a Saturday. I'm gonna hang out more with that lady. There's margin. And we're strolling along. We came to that shop and she goes, Oh, we should go in. You've always wanted docks. You know, that's sort the of thing. I'm like, no, before we went in, I said, All right, let's go in. And I just made a promise. I stood at the door and I went, I am not buying anything today. I'm an impulsive type seven personality. I like to do things without any planning. It's fun. I'm like, no, that's irresponsible. You are not buying anything. In we go. Walk in, Oh. there's cool stuff in there. Shoes make a statement. And I walked up and I saw a pair that I really liked that was kind of these, and I'm like, nah, it's weird. They're a little green and that, but that's cool. Found a pair for Karina, look at those, oh, great story they tell, that sort of thing. Anyway, this lady comes over and she starts talking with us. And she's got this really pretty, like, florally singlet on. And we just started talking. Trying, there's another pair that I tried on, like, I'm really surprised. Actually, these are very comfortable, a lot more comfortable than I was expecting. Blah, 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 just chatting. And we got talking about how, like, just, it's a conversation, never been in here, love docs. She's starting to tell me about stories of docs. I'm like, man, I love these things even more. Just by the way, I've made a promise to myself, we're not buying anything today. No problem. In that conversation, she talks about her shirt. She's never worn this shirt before. This is really out of character for what she was wearing. So we had this common conversation about we're, we're we're both in uncharted territory here. And we had this point of common conversation. And we were, t- we were in there for probably 45 minutes maybe. Just a let because I had room. And it was cool stories. We were swapping stories of what she has been through in her life. And then we got talking about her hardship and, and where she found some, some alternative therapy for viruses that she's dealt with. And like we were talking about whatever at the same time. Karina's trying on shoes and getting... Like, it was just cool. It was just normal. At no point did I think, Dear Lord Jesus, how can I possibly speak to... I didn't even know her name until right near the end. Her name's Leah. And and through that time, I'm like, You know what? I've got some money that I've been setting aside for a particular bottle of scotch. Maybe I could use that to... (laughs) some shoes, I'm justifying it to myself, and this conversation with Leah though, right, so she's telling us all this really cool stuff, and she talks about how everything has a has a little um, tone in it, even the flowers and that, and I said, oh, I'd, I'd, I'd mentioned that I was a chaplain, and she kind of accepted that, and it was weird, you know, and 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 I told her about a time years ago when a guy who'd visited heaven, his, um, Ian McFarlane, I think, is his name. He came here and told his story. And I, I said to her, he said that when he went to heaven, like everything had a tone and was singing and it was perfect. Like I'm telling her this. She's going, oh, that... All the goosebumps come up on her because there was stuff in her life that just resonated right then and there with little stories that I was telling. Do you hear what's happening? And then as, as I'm paying the dollars and we're standing there packing things up and paying, letting off party poppers and it's wild, it's my kind of place, she says this statement. She goes, she goes I said, oh, that's really cool. Thank you for telling us about that, this place and therapy. And, and she goes, no, I don't normally tell people, but when I'm told to tell someone, I tell someone. And I said, oh, who told you? And she goes, ah, like that. I'm like, ah someone told you to tell me that, you hear God. God is around and in you. And she would have no concept or no interest in Christians, Jesus or anything possibly. But in that moment, in that moment, a little bit of light went crack. So I'm praying for Leah. I wear these shoes. I've got the worst blisters on my heels right now. But I wear these shoes to remind me to pray for Leah Let there be more light in Leah's life. It is that simple. We just go about our everyday. Just go about your everyday folks. Like they were in exile. Marrying and giving in marriage. Functioning in their businesses, starting businesses, planting fields, setting up their... Just go about our everyday life. Have margin in our life and remember that we don't belong to the chaos. We're apart from the chaos, we belong to order. All right, let's see what that means for now. Would you like to stand up? Oh, that song. Would you put that song up on there, please, Nathan? Would you, please take a stand up? I did, I bought the shoes yesterday. They're so painful to wear at the moment. They evolve, I love these shoes, I'm not gonna talk about them now. Would you, okay, Go. if you would go to the first slide. I invite you, I'm going to read these words if you would want to close your eyes because the Lord is here now, the Holy Spirit hovers amongst us and I believe that there is a word for every single one of us in this room who first is willing, willing to cooperate with what God is wanting to do. That's the first ingredient. It requires our will to cooperate. Grander earth has quaked before. Moved by the sound of His voice. Come, Lord Jesus. For my friends that were amongst us here today. Come, Lord Jesus. Moved by the sound of His voice. Seas of the chaos that are shaken and stirred can be calmed and broken for my regard. Through it all in the chaos, through all that is going on. My eyes are on you. Dear Lord, our eyes to perceive, like Jesus perceived Zacchaeus. Through it all, our eyes are on you. Through it all, it is well. Let it be well. May your peace come now, Prince of Peace. Let it be well in our soul so that we can have the margin and the room to perceive what you're doing in every day, even at the sink, at the stove, cooking our dinner, getting up and vacuuming the floor, whatever we're doing. Give us room to perceive. Give us peace. I bless you with peace today. Receive the peace of God so that you might have margin, that the light will shine and bring order to the chaos, not just in us, but around us. Far be it from me to not believe, even when my eyes can't see, when my eyes can't perceive, we are not the dragonfly. The Holy Spirit helps us to perceive. And whatever the mountain is that's in front of me can be thrown even into the sea. The Lord said that. You know the story where Jesus said, if you have faith you'll be able to tell a mountain, be uprooted and go into the sea. What? What? Who's got the courage? I bless us today with courage to cooperate with his speaking order that we will be his mouthpiece, his hands and his feet, that we will be the vehicle through which God speaks light. Let there be light lord and now i ask lord let there be light if i might be so bold as to ask and pray for all of us as we stand here now and as i stop talking just invite the lord to bring light come holy spirit we thank you for your presence let go my soul trust him Let go, my soul, and trust in him. They really sang that a lot this morning. We dwelled on those lines. That's what have to happen. That's the, that's the cooperating. That's the surrendering of the will. I bless you now to surrender your will and let go. Let go, soul, and trust in him. Let go he spoke peace, he rebuked the storm, he rebuked the chaos and there was peace. Let go so that at the right time he will speak, he can speak, that we can perceive. Oh, come Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are amongst us. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Rest, just rest now. Rest and perceive with the eyes of your heart. Listen to the Lord. The waves and the wind, the chaos still knows who's boss. All the chaos still knows who's boss. Let go, soul. And trust. now come Holy Spirit thank you for your presence thank you that you are relentless in the coming of the kingdom thank you that your timing your wisdom is perfect I want to invite folks to come to the front if there is a particular point of chaos If there is a particular point of chaos now we could all run down to the front i'm aware of that if there is a particular point of chaos that's going on for you would you make your way down the front and those around us for we are a community those around us if you've got margin you can open your eyes and you can come forward and cooperate with the living god cooperate with the light of the world to bring something of His light into the chaos, something of the order into the chaos for each other. So you can come now, if you like. Hannah, would you mind just singing that nicely and softly and in a moody kind of way that would move people to courage to step out the front? If there is a particular point of chaos in your life, you're invited to come to the front, and by coming to the front, you're courageously saying, I, I, I need the light. Whatever your point is, maybe you can't perceive or maybe there's a revolution going on for you right now that you've had enough of the chaos or the darkness or the not cooperating. Maybe there's a point of rejoining and re-cooperating with the will of God. Perhaps you've been wandering for some time and being too caught up in the chaos. And the Lord has exposed that today. He wants, you to, wants to blow some of that away. <clears throat> and the invitation now is to come. Come and pray for one another. Come forward and pray. Invite the Lord. Ask the Lord for wisdom to perceive what's going on. Join with Him to speak and bless with light come Holy Spirit. Thanks David. Just as the Holy Spirit's ministering to some folk here, I also want to I sense like the Holy Spirit's hovering over a number of people where He's been inviting you into that, that third dynamic Dave was talking about there with regards to courage, to following God into something that He's been asking you to follow Him into for quite a while. And it's like He just keeps waiting. The Holy Spirit just keeps hovering and saying, Hey, I'm here. I'm here to give you courage if you want to partner with me. So before you go today, I feel like that third thing about courage is a really important invitational space for a number of people here today. So before you go, we want to invite you to come on up the front and we'll pray with you because the courage.